What up, though? What up with it, though? Dude, shut up. What? I'm gonna record without you. How? I am going to- I have Audacity on my laptop, and I shall record. Why? Because you're acting rather embarrassing. How? What up- what- 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 what was that thing you just did? What? What up with it- with it- with it, though? What up with it, though? What up with it, though? What up with it, though? What up- what's- what is up with it, though? What up with it, though? No, dude, stop! You're making- (laughs) It gets worse every time you say it. I don't understand. What are you even trying to ask me? I'm asking you what up with it, though. I don't know. What is the though? I don't get the though. What do you mean? The, like, what do you... What? what? Who made that up? Tell me. What up, though? Like, why do people just say though after sentences now? Why not? Because though just means, like, yeah, I did that, but I also did this, though, too. Yeah, that's what it's, it's like. It's like, what up, though? You know, like you're saying, like, if you're in a conversation, you're like, hey, like, you know, you you see someone you haven't saw in a while and you're like, yo, it's whatever. And he's like, what are you doing? And, and I'm like, OK, I'm about to go record a podcast. But what up with it, though? Like with that guy, you know? So should I, you're saying, should I go up to my, let, let's say, like, 70-year-old grandfather and say, hey, what up with it, though? I mean, I don't see why not. I see a lot of reasons why not. Why? But anyway. Why would you not do, well, I don't understand. Because he would probably smack me in the face. Why? He would give me a firm smack. He'd be like, he would tell me I need to wise up. That's what you used to tell me if I listened to trash music when I was, like, 13. Well, you... What do you mean, when you were 13? Like, I would listen to, like, the... Sh- if I was listening to the shitty music that was on the radio, he would be like, You better wise up! Does he aware that you still listen to shitty music? No, I don't. Yes, you do. Yeah, well, yeah, since I met you. Your best music is the stuff that I've shown you and you've somehow taken into your own playlists. What do you mean somehow take? What does that mean? It means that you took my music and put it in your playlist. Oh, dude, I just have, like, this chill mix on my um, Spotify. It's called Chill Mix. Okay, and And I, I I sort of seem to have... A playlist on my Spotify called Chill Hip Hop Playlist. And it seems to have a very similar lineup of tracks. Yeah, you've really um come around on some of the good vibing music that I like, and I'm I'm very happy that we can vibe to the same music. You didn't even buddy. know about this that music. Do I know all about cunning linguistics? <laughs> no, you don't. And I know all about, um, um, Pool OD. No, you don't. And, um, freaking Kid Cootie is the shit. Kid Cootie? <laughs> yes. Um, it's kind of weird because, like, I-, I feel like I'm trapped in between, like, two sort of facets of hip-hop. Like, I love old school hip-hop a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. And I 
more or less don't like a lot of the new school stuff, but I do like some of it. And I think that like traditional hip hop heads don't like any of the new stuff. And, and like, you know, granted there's always going to be artists that they like, but I'm saying like the, any of the popular stuff. Mm. And I think that like, I'm sort of like a bridge to the old and new generation a little bit because there is some of that new stuff that I really like as I've, as you know, like juice world is one of my favorite artists. Uh, but like most hip hop heads, like classic hip hop heads would not like, like they just think it's garbage, like pure garbage. And I, and I used to be like that too, where I didn't even want to give it a chance. Cause it just sat, it, it, I was like, this is not rap, you know what I mean? But as time went on and I met different people who did like it and, you know, certain circumstances involved me, you know, listening to some of it. And I'm like, okay, this is, it's just different. It's not, it's, I mean, I was right. It isn't rap. It isn't like the rap that I grew up with, but at the same time, it's something different and it is unique. And I think the start point for that, honestly, was Kid Cudi. I think that Kid Cudi was the uh, revolutionary type of like that, that sort of emo rapper or, or whatever, like, you know, the very vibey, um, you know, in your own head type of rap that you listen to Juice World and you're like, okay, this is just like Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon uh, expanded and, you know, stretched out through years of, of um, you know, evolution of like rap, you know? And yes. I, I, so when I look back on Kid Cudi, the reasons that I fell in love with man on the moon in particular i do like kid cuddy in general but it it really is particularly that album for me the reason that i love it so much is the way that it makes me feel and the way that i was feeling at the time when i first heard that album and i hadn't had that feeling in a long time until i listened to juice world's um uh what was that album called uh what is it what was goodbye, it good ri- or good, good riddance? Goodbye, good I don't riddance. even know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until I listened to that, and I, I was like, "Wow, man, this is this is like a very similar feeling that I got when I listened to Kid Cudi's album." And I realized that it, it's very similar in not necessarily straight up style, but it has a lot of the similar emotions that are, um, you know, pumped into the record. Yes. So. Yes, I would agree. Yes. Oh, we should probably start the show. I felt like we I thought we were actually doing the show. <laughs> I was wondering if you knew. I was just going to let you keep going, but I did not know if you knew. Well, if I don't know, now I know. All right. Yep. So, let's get into it. Yes. Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 20. Four featuring a review of the Me Too drama film, I guess, called Tape. It is June 25th, 2020. I am one half of your host, JP, podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania. And joining me tonight, as always, from across the town of southwestern Pennsylvania that you're also in, but not necessarily right next to me, is Carly. 
Yes, I am in the town of southwestern Pennsylvania. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. You get what um, I meant. Yes. Um, yes, we are back. Episode 24. Very exciting. How are you doing tonight, my homie? Uh, I am doing well. Um, I had a very um, productive day, I would say. Finally got back in the gym a little bit, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, feels good. I feel like I got some sun, like, you know, just not like tan or anything, but I just got some like vitamin D up in me from standing in the sun for a little bit. Cause normally I'm up at night, so I don't get to see a lot of sunlight. So it felt good. Like, I feel like it energized me. Uh, then I went to the gym, uh, went and did a little tiny bit of shopping that I needed to do, uh, and came back home and now we're recording. But yeah, this, uh, this week has been actually a pretty decent week in my life. Lately, I've been in such a bad mood and, um, you know, due to circumstances outside of my control, I've been just in a not the best mood that this week actually seemed to, for the most part, minus like one incident seemed to uh, be kind of what I needed a little bit. So I'm very grateful for um, that happening. Mm. Uh, but man, dude, I was thinking this week... You know what I really hate? What? Like, really hate. What's that? People. I really <laughs> hate them. Yeah. Me too, buddy. Do you know why I hate them? <clears throat> why? Take a guess. They are entitled. Yes. Yes. Good guess. <laughs> uh, I really cannot stand the human race sometimes. And here's why. So, I work in an industry where I deal with people. I'm pretty decent at it. I'm not the best. I get, I've gotten better over the past like couple years. Uh, I've always been sort of a hothead and like willing to just like flip out over like the littlest things. Uh, especially when I was a teenager, I've since calmed down and, and matured and I'm capable of you know, being professional regardless of the situation, right? If it's my job to be professional, I won't really show emotion and I'll just, you know, uh, basically in, in a sense, sort of bitch down to any sort of confrontation because that's my job, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I am really good at not, you know, showcasing my true feelings towards the individual, but there was just a couple instances this week where I'm just like, man, I really hate people and I just want to let them know. Like I want to just tell the person how I truly feel in that moment and punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's because so like even something as little as this, right? So I'm counting money change in particular, the worst kind of change, which is pennies. Pennies are the worst. It sucks Ooh. counting pennies. One, they stink. Two, they all—they just feel dirty. Like no matter what, unless they're those brand new shiny pennies, pennies mm -hmm. feel dirty. They just do. So I'm counting those, and you know, there's quite a lot of them. And you know, whenever you're counting, what's the worst thing for something that do is for people to talk to you while you're counting because it throws you off. So I'm counting pennies. This person walks up to me. And sees that I'm counting pennies. And I understand that it is my job to service them. But also, as a nice human being, if I walked up to somebody and I saw they were counting pennies, or any sort of change for that matter, 
I would just politely wait a couple seconds. It's not going to take him forever to count a handful of, you know, change. So I would just, you know, be respectful. No, that can't happen with certain people because they only see what's, you know, ahead of them. They need to do what they need to do and they don't consider others. So Mm -hmm. this guy walks up and he starts talking to me, like asking me some dumb question. I don't even remember what it was. It was something so stupid that it didn't even matter that he could have just waited a couple seconds. Like, where's the elevator or something? Uh, And I'm just like, man, I just want to like like take the pennies that are in my hand and reach back and throw them in his face as hard as I can and be like, dude, what is your problem? Why are you not a nice human? Like, why do you feel so entitled to where you cannot even wait a second for somebody to finish counting before you interrupt them? Is it really that big a deal what you were what you were doing? And I know it's not that big of a deal that I have to restart counting pennies because it is my job and it is, it, I don't have any, I don't really have anything else to do. I can just count the pennies again. But at the same time, it's the principle of the, of the situation where I'm just like, man, like what is wrong with people? Why do you feel like you just are more important than anybody else's day or what they're doing? Like, why do you feel like you, like, it feels like I understand you're paying for the the service and, and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, if I were to do that, I would feel kind of dirty and cheap that I'm just like that, that I'm, you know, that I care that much about something, you know, 30 seconds, you know, it just drives me nuts, man. I hate people whenever they won't, respect others and just it's it's honestly that situation was a buildup of other situations too like Mm. over a long period of time of dealing with just self-centered entitled people and i just want to you know i i would love to just be able to speak my mind to the person and uh especially the second incident that happened that week which was like this situation in which like this dude came up and had to wait like a couple minutes. He said 10 minutes. It was nowhere close to 10 minutes. It was more like three minutes. Um, and he got like really mad about it. And he's like, you know, you need to be doing this instead of doing this. And I'm like, you know, in my own head, I'm just like, bro, I will fuck. I will fucking knock you out, bro. <laughs> like, seriously. Like if this, I wish you would ever speak to me like that in like not work because you you can't just talk to people like that man like i don't care if it's my job dude be respectful to other human beings first i i don't know how these people work retail and stuff like i would snap probably one day and i always like fantasize of just being able like to walk in and see somebody treating someone else like that and just intervening as a you know bystander because i want to like as your job you can't do that right you can't say what you want or what's on your mind but as a regular person just also there for the same service as the guy that's being a cunt i could intervene and be like dude what like i just want to make someone feel so small you know what i mean like so much of a bitch that like i just point out like dude like and i've done that before in in the checkout line where this dude was um getting mad at this girl or something and like this woman had like food stamp card and he's like (laughs) figures and i'm just like dude relax you don't even know that person like are you that 
in a rush to where you can't stand in line for a couple extra minutes. And, and he got all like crappy with me and stuff. And I was like, dude, just stop. And he, he like just felt really dumb. You know, I just want to make people feel dumb. Like feel, I want people to feel to like, look, take a, take a look at themselves and be like, wow, you are a really bad person. Like you, you don't like you, you're so self-entitled that you think that like the world revolves around you and you, you think that like you deserve to go through the line fast because of what it, because you have something to do or whatever, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that I've never gotten mad at how long a line takes because I do all the time, but vocalizing it is just a dick move. It's not the cashier's fault. It's not the person using food stamps fault that the machine won't read the uh, card or whatever. You know what I mean? And that happened to us in reverse. Remember what, like I was uh, using my sister's food stamp card and it wasn't working. Mm. And you know, I I was like some, somebody, I think somebody got crappy with us. But I think the cashier was acting okay. kind of crappy. Yeah, the with cashier us. was crappy. Like, like I don't even come at me twisted because I work harder than you do, and I, I work like I've worked harder jobs than you standing behind this machine here. Don't get all twisted at me, lady. Um, and you know everybody that's using one of those cards aren't bums either. You know what I mean? There's people yeah. who just have lost their job, or you know, in my sister's case is a bomb <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> okay uh but no you know and like me i'm just using it for her you know going to pick something up for her but you know so like it ain't even my card i'm not the one like, just not the one i'm not the one you know so i i i really hate people and i really want to tell them how much i hate them sometimes and i just love i just want so much to be like dude i will punch you in the face like I'm going to fight you, dude. Like, watch your mouth, <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, because I feel like, and especially when they're like, like 40 something, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And yeah. they're like, they're just like, look like a douchebag. <laughs> like, they just look like they probably, you know, are, are well off, probably well off. Yeah, I can dudes. paint a mental picture in my head of like a guy in a suit who's like tall, kind of old looking, but not really gray hair, short hair, like. I can actually That's paint a picture pretty, of pretty close to this guy. You know, he was and his name's he wasn't probably in a like suit. Frank or something. He wasn't in a suit, but he had like he he was like sort of had very thin balding hair on the top, and it was like it was yeah. graying. And he was skin. He was actually kind of skinny and tall, but yeah. I would have laid this dude out so quick. Like I'm not even playing, man. And I just want to be like, dude, you you realize who you're talking to, man? Like you realize that you you're coming at me twisted a little bit here. Like, I feel like you need put in check. Like, I, I feel like nobody's probably punched you in the mouth for being an asshole. And you probably need that in life to learn a little bit, you know, to be humbled a little bit. And to learn that the world does not completely revolve around you and your money. And, you know, I just want to do that sometimes. Like, I feel like if I could have a, a perfect, like, dream job, it would be, like, some kind of superhero of the... um victims of entitled people <laughs> like i just want to <laughs> go around and like put people in their place and yeah like you, you know what's crazy too man what? All, all these people who are like i've never saw someone who acted like that that could beat me up like mm-hmm. the, generally people that act like that are like loser like they look like bitches you know what i mean like 
like big muscular dudes are usually the coolest. Like they're, they're just yeah. chill guys. You know what I mean? And mm. you know, athletes are usually cool. It's these like little bitch ass nerds who grew up to be like, you know, make decent money and have a chip on their shoulder because they were a virgin all through high school or something and had no friends. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> they just look like lame ass dudes most of the time. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a good point. You say, oh, they probably never got knocked out in life. And it's true. These people that have a lot of money and they're lame looking and virgin looking and all the stuff you just said, they never did get knocked out in life because everyone just talks about them behind their backs or says like, man, that guy's known to be a douchebag. But they never go up to them and say it to their face, I feel like. That's what I've experienced with all these rich people. It's like everyone's afraid they're going to get sued or they're going to look bad for like standing up to that one entitled idiot. Yeah, but we like are this guy all looks human. At me, like looks down on me or something. Yeah. Like, he thinks that he, like he's the master of this situation, which in a way he is because it is my job to service him. But at the yeah. same time, there's a point and a threshold where it goes beyond um, work relationship and goes into sort of this human uh, interaction. That's very personal and when it goes to there, like, that's where I get really mad. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to disrespect me to that level. You might disrespect, I might let some disrespect go by, you know what I mean? Because it is my job and it's what I'm supposed to do and stuff. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, like, you know, you're actually insulting me, like, and looking, like, saying it as I'm, like, less than you, I have a problem with that, you know? And that, and, and I don't know, one day I may snap. You know what I mean? I got a little bit more ballsy with that dude and just like kind of, I, I normally never do this. Like I never like sort of give an attitude or anything. And I didn't this time, but I did like kind of put him in check a little bit with what I told him I was the reason why I wasn't there. And he like apologized and stuff, but mm -hmm. I didn't feel genuine that much. Um, but it, either way, man, I don't like people sometimes. I really don't. For the most part, my interactions are good. Like, like I was saying, there's this dude is like super big and, and, you know, wears like muscle shirts everywhere and stuff like that. And he's been staying for a while and he's cool, man. He's like the coolest dude. He's like, he's always like super nice. And like, he comes and like needs stuff too, like waters and different things. And he's just real dope. Like, I like that dude a lot. He's super cool. And there's been other people that are super cool too. And not everybody with money is a douchebag either. Like, yeah. and I'm just assuming that this guy has money. Like there was a dude in there who was driving, uh, a, um, Ferrari and he's like really cool too. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it, it, some, it's more of like how you're raised or like, how, like it's just, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot of things that factor into it, but if you're one of those guys out there, if you're one of those people who walk up to somebody while they're counting change and like expect to be serviced right then and there because and and it is their job and they're supposed to do that they're supposed to drop what they're doing and service you but common courtesy dude don't do it if you are one of those people you are a douchebag like f you dude i don't like you i don't even want you listening to the show yes word and yes i treat everybody with respect um whenever i go up to somebody who's working, I want them to be nice to me. So I always will be nice to them oh, and pleasant yeah, with them. Oh, yeah, that reminded me. Wasn't there some old, like, stupid 
lady who was like mad at us for being in the 15 items or less line that had like I don't want to talk about it 17 items or something yes what did she say she said you have she named the amount of items you had in your buggy she was like you have this many items in your buggy and you were like okay sorry then she said something else smart and then I had to check her and then that yeah, was a yeah, horrible because, day like I said sorry I was like yeah I'm sorry it, What it, I remember what it was now I had it. The Walmart that's where I'm at has is a 15 items or less line. The yeah. one where we were was a 10 items or less. So I had 15, assuming that it was like the 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 same everywhere. I didn't even notice. I'm in line and I look up. I'm like, oh yeah, oops. And yeah, but still, it was only like five more items. And yeah, screw that lady. Because it was unnecessary, especially after I apologized. And I was genuine about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that this was a 10 items or less. And she's like still like grumbling. And I'm like, okay, lady, relax. Okay, it's not that big a deal. Yes. And then I came at her and then we left. Yeah. That sucked. But um, so besides that, you had a pretty swell week, I suppose. Sounds like. Yeah. It, it was funny because like I sent you that meme it was like, it reminded me of like sort of you, but like, it's reminded me of me, but not with driving that much. Cause I don't really have road rage, uh, but the, what did the meme say? <laughs> it said, unless you have time to pull over and fight, don't honk your horn at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's actually me. That's like 100% me in the car. I hate it. Like I actually almost did that once. So that's why it was so funny to me. And it was my mom who was driving and some guy wrongfully beeped his horn at her because she was actually in the right. And then, like, I was flipping him off. And he stood out of his car and was like, you want to say something? And I was, like, I was like screaming stuff at him. And then he just, like, got back in his car. And my mom's like, no, stop. And then and then my mom drove away. And I was scared. And I was like, I'm so sorry I said the F word in front of you, mommy. You know, you know that scene in Fight Club where it said, like, it's like, people will avoid a fight at, like, all costs. Um, and that dude's like squirting the guy walking down the road with a hose and like, the dude, like won't fight him. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's actually pretty true because, uh, I've had like many instances where, um, like there was some dude, I forget it happened, um, earlier this year, but we were driving in the same parking lot and like the dude like threw his hands up because like, like, I don't even know it. Like it was my go or something. Like I was co- totally in the right and I, and I like, I like stopped just square. And I was like, what's up, dude? I had my window down and he's like, <laughs> he, he just like dri- drives away and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. Now I'm not acting like a hard ass to where I would do that to somebody that could beat me up. I'm never doing that to someone that could beat me up, but anybody who I think would be an even match or that I would beat up. Like if you're starting it, bro, let's do it. You know what I mean? So that's that's how like I'm not gonna do that to like some like seven foot like bodybuilder you know what I mean he'd murder me um but but gen- like seriously genuinely the people that are like that size are pretty nice like they, I've I've never really had a situation where somebody was like aggressive and a douche to me and they were also like a lot bigger and could beat me up yeah you know what I mean so um yeah I mean like I like I don't like to fight, but I will. F- I will like fight you straight up. Like I will fight you if you're if you're being a kind. So um, yeah, if you don't have time to get out and fight me, then don't even don't throw your hands up at me, bro. 
Because I will, I, like, I will fight you in the middle of a gas station parking lot if you're if you're coming at me twisted and you're appropriately my size. <laughs> or I think most people, I think most people just think to themselves, "Yeah, I don't really feel like going to jail or um, getting my ass cut kicked," and that's why they all back yeah. down. Well, I mean, I don't ever feel like I'm actually gonna go to jail because I'm just gonna say that the guy hit me first. I was I defending mean, myself. Yeah, but can he say that about you? Probably. So then it would just be your word against his. I mean, I don't know. Like if, like if the like it was, I'm not gonna fight someone who doesn't want to fight me. Like if they're running away, I'm just let them go. You know what I mean? But if somebody's like gonna get out and like we're gonna like <laughs> walk up to each other, like I'm throwing the first punch, bro. Like I've learned. There's one thing I learned in my life. It's don't let someone else hit you first because every single time I've ever let someone hit me first, I've like lost the fight. So I'm throwing the first punch and I'm throwing it hard. All right. Well, I hope the cops don't listen to this podcast if you ever are in a fight because <laughs> then they will know you just lied a few seconds ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, people be crazy. What can I say? Um, I've never fought anybody. And honestly, everybody probably could uh, fight and kill me but I I'm the opposite of you I just start flipping out on anybody of all sizes and just hope they don't so because it's yeah. an instinct but but yes um, I feel like I'm getting to the age where I'm too old to like actually fight somebody anymore so like probably not, not like because like the last fight I was in I was like 25 um, that was like f- maybe 24 or 23 I don't even remember I bet um, you when you're 24, so... Okay, so it was probably a year before that then. Yeah. 23. Um, I was working at, at where we worked together. Yeah. So, when it happened, but it was before I met you. Um, But yeah, I mean... You know... I, I'm not opposed to fighting, but you know, I really don't like to. Yeah, I'd rather not. Shit's scary, man. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think most people are scared to fight. Like, it's not, I'm not saying I'm not scared to do it. I'm just saying I will do it. Yeah, I'm not trying to fight anybody, really. Yeah. Fights. Yes. But, But, um... yeah, like, that was my kind of week. Like, I was just thinking about that for a while, and I was like, I'm gonna bring that up on the show, because I really hate people when they act like this, and I want to vent, so... Your turn. All right. Um, what shall I complain about? No. Uh, my week was decent as well, honestly, for the most part. I mean, it was kind of tiring. Um, but, you know, Father's Day, I went over to the fam and hung out my grandfather's. And we've been doing that a lot where we all get it together over there and just, like, chill in the sun, which is kind of bullcrap. I've been outside quite a bit and no sun has really affected my body yet. What? Are you still white? Yes, I am still white. I think it's like I don't really get tan unless I'm in a pool for a long time in a bathing suit, which I have not gotten to do yet this summer, unfortunately. So that kind of sucks, but whatever. I'm not one of the, I've never been one of those girls who feels the need to be tan her entire lifetime throughout every season. So it doesn't really matter to me, but so there was that. And then on twos, um, Wang night, Wang night, twos night. That that's always good. That is yeah, always successful. I do like some Wang night. Yeah, those are pretty darn good. Um, 
Then the next day, which was yesterday, I tried out a new mini golf course with my friend yeah, Kaylee. You. I'm sorry. And I've never taken JP mini golfing and um I've never I would like taken to public you mini golfing. What is that supposed to mean that you are the one in charge? Yes. Oh. Well, okay, we've never been mini golfing together is what I'm trying to say. It is quite sad, but one day it will happen, but yeah, this golf course was all right. It was it's hard to, well, it's not explaining it's just weird. It's like had three layers. It was downhill and but then the golf course like went uphill, so it was like the first eight holes or so were on the first on the ground level and then you went up some steps to get to the next however many and then you went up steps again to get to the next however many up there and then it ended back down on the first uh layer but the thing was it was one of those ones that had like that that pond with the blue water where oh if you hit your ball in it you could just fish it out with a net no biggie but um i think they tried to put up barriers to keep it so it would all stay on whatever stage you were on but the barriers were not that good and i hit my ball into the water and it went all the way down the waterfall back to the bottom and it was very inconvenient because you had to walk all the way back down fish it out and i got a lot of exercise and i'm mad because I was not in the I was not in the running for exercise. I just wanted the mini golf. Also, the course was kind of hard because I think it had to do with the fact that it was like set up on a hill. Actually, it seemed like it wasn't the best setup, and I'm pretty sure the course is kind of newer. They also sold ice cream there, but I didn't get that. But it was still a fun time. I like mini golfing, and I like exploring new mini golf courses. So that is my story that I'm sticking to. Sweet. Um. So, anything else? Um, did I do anything else? What did I do else? Oh, today I went shopping at good old Walmart, and, um, shopping at Walmart is annoying, because one thing, I hate shopping, another thing, you buy $50 worth of food, and you have pretty much no food. It's true. Only sh Actually, like, I wanted to only buy $50 worth of food, then I got to the end of my $50 limit, because I always calculate... Well, sometimes I calculate, sometimes I don't, depending on how much money I have. And in this occasion, I didn't have that much money, so I was like, I'm gonna just write down what I'm buying on a calculator, and then see what happens. And by the end, I was like, this is not a lot of food. So I went up to $60 and got a few more things. And I also bought drinks, too. So it's like, if you factor in drinks, you might as, you're just kind of screwed. It's like, my buggy only had, like, pot pies in it, it seemed like, by the end. And Gatorade. So, it's depressing. I hate shopping. I want to start... I want to try that Walmart, or I think other stores do too, that pickup stuff. See if that helps me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The pickup order, because I feel like that might be convenient. I don't know. My Someone was telling my coworkers do that sometimes, and they say it helps them save money and organize what they're getting, so I might try that one day, but... Yeah, that's pretty much it for my exciting um, over-the-top life. So, gotcha. Yes. Cool. Um, so let's get in. Oh, well, one thing. Um, just a reminder, we are still doing our Blind Spots segment starting next show with uh, your pick was what? Your random thing was speed, right? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I've actually already watched that. Oh. Uh, but I will, I, I'll, I'll save my, cause I, I'm not going to watch everyone that you get, but if I, if I have time, I'm going to check. Like I said, I've seen every one that you've done. 
but um, yeah, you have, and you've seen every one that I have. So we could kind of talk about it a little bit off of memory. But if I have time, I'm gonna watch watch it um, because I gave you all films that I like. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, so uh, that will be fun. I've actually been brainstorming on other things that we could do, um, which you know we'll maybe have you guys vote on it or like we'll get your feedback on. Um, you know, these are going to be six month sort of seasons, if you will. So, uh, this first one will run from July to December and then we'll do another one like January going forward. But I think that, uh, got some cool ideas. I was telling you about some of them, like maybe a ABC's one where we each pick a film from the alphabet. You yeah. Know I like, I, mean? I like that idea. I've yeah. always liked that concept. Yeah. And go back and forth. And there's t- like, mm. you know, half a year is tw- like 26 weeks. So it kind of works out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, so be on the lookout for that next show. I'm pretty excited about that. That should be fun. Uh, but yeah, this let's get into what we watched over the past week. Sounds good. Who shall go first? Uh, what was the last thing that I talked about? I'll go first. Oh, I don't know. Hold on. You talked about Puppet Master 2 from 1990. Seriously? Yes. That was that long ago? I shot you not. Yeah, dude, I think we we did kind of record like a while ago, so. Puppet Master 2 from 1990. That's what I have written down, yes. Jeez, okay. (laughs) Why do you you sound so sad? The very next thing that I watched. Oh, so we recorded like 10 days ago. Yeah, because we kind of like our, <clears throat> our posting was a little off, so we like yeah, yeah. We're All a right. Off. Well, uh, the first thing that I watched after Puppet Master Two, I guess, is Puppet Master Three: Toulon's Revenge from 1991 as part of my run through '91, and it basically is set in World War Two. This one is the a prequel to the first two films. And it follows uh, Andre Toulon in Nazi... I don't know if they're where they're at. Maybe Germany? <laughs> I don't know where they're at. I actually forget. Uh, and, you know, he has the secret of the puppets. And um, the Nazis want the secret to aid in the, the war. Uh, in their, you know, fighting of the war. So they are, you know, trying to get the, the formula and stuff. It's a pretty good movie, honestly. Like, we kind of see where, like, Leech Woman comes from, where Blade comes from. Uh, the introduction of Six Shooter, which is really cool, honestly. Uh, it's actually... Whenever I think of, like, the best Full Moon movies... Now, keep in mind, Empire had its own share of movies, but Full Moon had their own, you know, movies. Granted, Empire movies, there's a lot of great ones, but Full Moon, you know... There's a lot of not so good ones and, you know, a lot of good for full moon. You know, you hear people say that a lot like, oh, that movie's good for full full moon. But Mm -hmm. I think Puppet Master 3 is actually like a good movie. Um, It's not great. It's great for full moon, but it's a good movie in general. Uh, And it's definitely the best in the Puppet Master series besides the newest one that wasn't done by full moon. um, The Littlest Reich. Uh, I think that it, I think that it kicks ass. Um, Richard Lynch is in there. Um, you also have, um, is it Guy Rolf who plays Andre Toulon? I can't even remember, but six shooters. Awesome. And I, I, I used to think he was overrated, but he really is cool. Uh, so uh, yeah, I gave that like a seven and a half out of 10. 
Cool. Pretty good 91 film. Uh, and then I watched uh, Speed from 1994, which I'm just going to say I really was surprised uh, at how well it ho- held up because I haven't seen it in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that like it's one of like the last films of its kind in terms of like these action practical effects films. You figure 94, they're getting into the CGI territory around there. Uh, and that's unfortunate because this was a really cool movie. Um, Sandra Bullock is a hottie in this one as well. Dennis Hopper is crazy and Keanu Reeves is cool. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about that next week. Um, and then I watched, uh, a film for Patreon, um, from 22 shots and it's red, white, and blue. And this is a film that follows a girl who, uh, the, the film opens up and it, and by the way, this was pretty cool. This was actually, I wrote a big thing about this. Uh, so this was my 2000th unique film, meaning since I've been keeping track in 2011, I only kept track of horror films from 2011 till about 2016 or something. Then I started counting everything that I watched, but I've watched 2000 individual films, meaning 2000 different films. Uh, since 2011, since I've been keeping track, which is pretty cool. Um, when, you know, I started in 2011, I watched like 65 movies in a year, which is like hilarious to think about now, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's like almost, that's impossible for me to do. I feel like to watch 65 movies. Yeah. Watch like (laughs) that low of movies. Yeah. So red, white, and blue, uh, opens up with this girl. She's, um, having sex with all these different guys. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? She's like picking up different guys every night and she has sex with like multiple guys. And then you're like, Whoa, like, okay. Weird opening. Um, and she like, she has sex with this one black dude and he like tries to either like cuddle with her, like watch TV or something. And she's like, Nope. She's like, I, uh, only have sex with a guy. Uh, I never stay after having sex and I only, and I never have sex with the same guy more than once. And you're like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) if you're going to be like that then. And, um, then you find out she got kicked out of her place. You learn a little bit about her and then it flashes forward to one of the guys she hooked up at the beginning of the movie where his mom has cancer. He's in a band, his band's taken off his mom's cured of cancer. Um, she's in remission. So very good. Then the movie just decides to punch you in the stomach, punch you in the balls and kick you in the throat. Like boom, 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 you know? And you're just like, wow, this is like messed up. And, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty messed up movie. I don't really want to spoil it. It's a great movie. Great, great movie from the, uh, 2010s. Um, definitely. I, I always thought 2010 was a great year. And this one actually, you know, is, is such a good movie that it even makes me think 2010 is even a better year. I give it a nine out of 10. Uh, I love how dark and just messed up. It gets like everything, everything, um, you know, everything on there is sort of like dark. Yes. Um, and then I watched, uh, as part of my run through 91, the 26th film, The Haunted, 1991. Uh, it's a TV movie set in 1991. Uh, this family moves into a haunted house. It's sort of a little standard haunted house film, but there's some great scenes in it. You got, um, there's a scene, it, it's like a slow, it's, I love these slow burns. Like, I don't know. I This is the film, 
I was watching it and I was thinking to myself like, you know what, I've always said I'm not the biggest fan of haunted house films, but I am. I like haunted house films. They actually work for me quite well. And uh, it was the film that kind of made me realize that I do like haunted house films. And something about like the ones set in the 90s or 80s or 70s just are so cool, you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it just feels like a normal American family. And they're... Um, you know, all these things are happening. Like the mother-in-law thinks she hears the wife, like using all this profanity and is all mad at her and stuff, but it wasn't the wife. And then the wife is hearing like this sound of like, you know, the sound that you make when you're taking a bath, like where you're just like, you know, the water's moving around and stuff. Splashies. Yes. But she splashies and you know, she goes upstairs and, and it's nobody in there and stuff. And, um, it's a really cool movie. Uh, I definitely think it's one of the funner little, gems of 91 which is one of the cool reasons about doing these top 10 shows is it shows you like you get to watch all these movies like i don't know when that would have ever popped up on my list because as far as i know it's not on disc if it is it's probably out of print and uh watch it on youtube i give it a seven and a half out of ten like i said i caught that one on tv when i was a kid and i thought it was scary as all heck and then i completely had no idea what it was for years and then now here we are so cool Tis a good one. Um, and then I watched uh, There's Nothing Out There 1991 as part of my run through 91. You don't have uh, to say 27th that every time. watch. And it is a meta horror film. Uh, it's an early meta horror film. It's a trauma release. And it uh, follows a group of teenagers who go out to a lake house. Uh, and one, and there's like a monster attacking, uh, you know, out 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 there (laughs) and the like lead dude is aware of horror movies and he's like wait a minute that guy told us not to go up here that's like a clear sign that we're gonna die and like oh you're gonna go outside like that's a clear sign you're gonna die and like he's just like really annoying about it because he's like this big horror buff and he thinks that like he's there basically in a horror movie and then people start dying it's pretty meta it's pretty fun it's a it's goofy as all hell um, but it's, it's a good movie. I've always liked it. Um, and I got that nice Vin Sin courtesy of my buddy. She bought it for me for my birthday or Christmas or something. That's me. Yeah. And, uh, the transfer is amazing. Um, as usual from Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, it's a fun pre-Scream meta film. Not as good as Scream or Behind the Mask or any of those, but it has its place. It gave it a seven out of 10. Uh, and then we went to the drive-in. I guess we could do those together at the end. Yeah. But uh, I, I watched The Goonies 1985 and Beetlejuice. We did a double feature. We'll talk to the, I'll talk more about those whenever you get to them on your list. Uh, we could do them at the end. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Crawlers from 1993. AKA Contamination Point Seven, AKA Troll Three, as part of my run through '91. Why? Well, okay, so I have the Blu-ray, and it says '91 on the back, and then, but on IMDb, it's classified as '93. So I kind of made a mistake. But then I was looking into it, and based on how IMDb typically categorizes movies, it would be 1991 because this film was shown in 1991 on tape in Italy. So I don't understand why IMDb isn't following its own rules. So I'm going to count it as a watch. It's a film that probably wouldn't make my top 10 anyway, but Mm. 
I will count it as a watch, even though it's technically 1993, according to IMDb, even though technically, according to IMDb, it should be 91. I don't understand. Uh. It's the first time I've seen that happen. Uh, so, yeah, um, the film Contamination Point Seven is how I uh, know it now. But when I was a kid, I knew it as I guess it was probably Crawlers because that was sort of the U.S. release originally. Um, but it's funny. I had, I had a VHS tape when I was a kid, you know, those VHS tapes that like people record, like, you know, like pirate basically Mm -hmm. where they'll like record movies, like three movies on one tape or something like that. Yes. It's like a mixture of movies. Usually I had a bunch of those as I was a kid uh, when I was a kid, I had one with like Harley Davidson and the Marlboro man and like full metal jacket. Um, and then I had one with like you know, um, land before time and five levels goes West, which actually makes sense. It's a good double feature. Um, uh, in American tale that is. And, um, I had one that had, you know, it was weird. It had Elm street Two, Friday five and like the fly two or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird one. But one, another one I had was Jason goes to hell and crawlers. Um, but it was Jason goes to hell and then it started, but it was crawlers, but it was like 10 minutes into the movie or like five minutes into the t- movie. It was past the title screen. So I never knew what it was and it wasn't written Ew. on the thing. It was just written as Jason goes to hell. But I watched both of those movies so many times and I just didn't know what it was. I just knew it was a killer root movie. And then years later, like I figured out what it was, watched it on YouTube. And then a few years after that, Scream Factory put it out on disc, on DVD. And then a few years after that, it was put on Blu-ray. And I own the Blu-ray, which is such a weird movie to own on Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, it's it's a killer root movie, like literally. Um, it's oddly like great in a not intentional way. And I kind of like it but it's not really a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. After that, I watched Hellbound Hellraiser 2 as part of the last drive-in, the season final, uh, A, you know, the first movie. There's B would be the second movie, uh, which was uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown, which I didn't watch yet. Um, but Hellbound Hellraiser 2 is uh first of all a great movie i really have came around on the first two hellraiser movies i actually love them they are fantastic and i recently watched hellraiser one this year just for fun and so it was nice to watch hellraiser two man i just love the world that clive barker created and i don't think clive barker didn't direct hellraiser two but it it feels like he did. It feels like the exact same movie as the first one. It's very weird. Uh, they like the world feels exactly the same. It probably helps that it takes place right after the first one, but at the same time, it's just like, it's just feels like the same damn movie. Um, some people think it's better. I think that it's up there. It's definitely up there. One of my favorite scenes is the scene where Dr. Chenard drags the mental patient to his house on Julia's bloodstained mattress with the chains on it and we're seeing the perspective of the mental patient where he sees all these maggots and bugs crawling all over his flesh and Chenard the bastard gives him a razor and he just starts hacking at his body it's disgusting it has always been burned into my memory since I saw it when I was like five 
and it is just graphic. These Hellraiser 1 and 2 are like hardcore horror movies, but not like, they're not like, they're still classy in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they, they have this edge to them that like not a lot of horror had that wasn't pure exploitation and like wasn't really class like these are classy it's very interesting i never really realized it before but it's it's cool do you like hellraiser i mean yeah I i'm not like, like a crazy super fan of it I but i like, like you it need to watch them a few more times because they I, are I, beautiful films i've probably only seen them like twice so yeah um and it they had uh, joe bob first of all he had a great opening monologue about uh, physical media and why it needs to stay and why it's such an important part because once it's everything's controlled by like the cloud and stuff then you know these companies will control how we consume it and control what we consume and it's bad because they could censor it um and then he brought on kirsty um aka ashley lawrence and she was so great loved her loved 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 her she was awesome she was very into it and she seemed very intelligent like she had thought about the character in the movies a bunch and had a lot of insight a lot of great insight she was just a a, a absolute angel of a person on there I, I just she's so she's like very pretty too for i think she's probably in her 50s now or something mm-hmm. um i actually think she looks better than she did in hellraiser i've never i never had like a huge crush on kirsty as a kid or anything but yeah um Kirsty now, you know, Ashley Lawrence now, very attractive. Um, and then Doug Bradley, also very attractive, you know, <laughs> in his old age, uh, came on and he was really cool too, man. He was, he was very intelligent sounding. Like they, all three of them were really digging deep into like the themes and meanings of, of the Hellraiser films. And I was really fascinated by it. Good mm-hmm. stuff, man. I would love to see Doug Bradley put on the late, the leather and latex one more time and give it a go um he was so great as pinhead just so great i know they're redoing it up here coming soon so i don't know if they'll get doug bradley but it would be pretty cool man uh so that's hellraiser 2 loved it 9 out of 10 uh and then i watched haruku the goblin as part of my run through 91 haruku the dicks uh, and this one's weird. It's about, um, this archeologist who's like digging up this stuff and it unleashes like this force. And like, then the kid, the kid of the archeologist, like seems to get involved and there's like faces growing on his back. And then there's like a spider. His like, this chick that he likes is like her decapitated and her head turns into a spider. It's a very weird movie. Not sure I completely got it, but the effects were cool, and it was like weirdo. I, I kind of like that weirdo thing where you're kind of just like, "What the hell is going on?" Mm-hmm. And it makes sense from because it's from the director Shinya Tsukamoto, um, mm-hmm. who directed Tetsuo the Iron Man, which is also a really fun movie and weird. Uh, I gave it a seven out of ten. Uh, it was pretty cool. A little bit of a gem from '91. Um, and then I watched, as part of my run through 91... You don't have to say it every time. Ernest Scared Stupid. This was my 30th watch, so I'm doing pretty well. How many are you at? 
Um, I think almost 30. It doesn't matter how many you're at. I'm at 27. So, suck it. Oh. Um, so yeah, Ernest Scared Stupid. We got this as a Patreon watch, um, for our Halloween. I don't even think it was a Patreon watch. It was just for our Halloween vote. Um, at last year's viewer's choice. Was it last year? I think it was, it was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and we we got it, and I, you know, I just I think I was just bummed that we got Ernest for, you know, a horror show, and I liked it, but I wasn't as high on it. Um, watching it now, like that removed, um, I remembered what I loved so much about, you know, um, Jim Varney and the Ernest character because I did grow up watching Ernest. Like, uh, I, I don't think I've seen them all, but I was looking at the list. There's like ten of them. Um, but I definitely seen Ernest in Africa, Ernest in the army, Ernest goes to jail, um, Ernest saves Christmas. I've seen mo- like, you know, most of the bigger ones. I don't think I've seen Slam Dunk Ernest. Um, there's a few that I haven't seen. Um, but man, like this one is so great. Like the effects are so good. There's actually some nice little jump scares in there that work and are kind of frightening this is like perfect gateway horror for kids man and it's it's actually like you know it's i I, i'm in the camp where i think you could show kids pretty much anything and they'll be okay Mm. um but like for the people who are more sensitive with that um this one might be a little too intense for you know a kid's film it's actually uh pretty scary at times uh but yeah man super fun loved it seven out of ten Cool. Oh, and then, um, did I watch anything else? Uh, I feel like I might have watched something else, but I forget. I um, don't think you did. Okay, I did watch a TV. I, I watched some TV. Um, <laughs> I binge-watched the entire sixth season of Alone. Alone? Yeah. What um, the heck is that? It's a reality TV show. I've watched at least the first four seasons, I think. I think I might have missed the fifth season. Um, but I just seen it pop up on Netflix, so I, I decided to binge it. I watched um, it in. I watched all 11 episodes, which are like 45 minutes each in two days. Uh, I finished last night at around like 4 a.m. <laughs> Interesting. And you uh, like it? Oh, I love shows like this. So it follows 10 um, people who are dropped off in the wilderness um, and they're, you know, spread apart. They're not like near each other or anything and they have to survive. And uh, this particular season, they are surviving in the Arctic, I believe, way up in Canada. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, they and what's really cool about Alone is there's no like survive for 30 days and you know win five hundred thousand dollars it's literally last one there wins so it could take as long as until there's not only one person left um so you know you're watching these people and uh typically what i've watched is that when they bring like bow and arrows they don't really do anything with them this is one dude the winner by the way wait should i say that uh, I think you're spoiling season six of Alone, but it is. But it came out last year, so I think it's okay. Um, skip ahead like a minute if you don't want to hear any spoilers. The dude who won the show shot a damn moose with a bow and arrow, and 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 had like meat for months <laughs> because this the, he they were literally I think the winner he was there for like seventy six seventy nine days or something. Holy f. 
Yeah, 79 days in like free. It was like below zero some days. Um, it was crazy. Like some people would go like a week and a half without eating at all. And like a, this was probably one of like the best casts because usually like people give up pretty early, but like it was like you know really deep into this into the like m- like at least past a month, and there was still like seven like six or seven people left there, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, man. And a lot of them got pulled because they, uh, their bodies were like one girl lost like 27% of her body weight in like that time. And they had to pull her. Like a lot of them got pulled for just not being able to sustain their body weights and, you know, and they have a limit to where they can participate with like, without having, you know, situations where their organs start failing and stuff so they pull them from the, the game but it's a really cool show man i i really dig shows like that um i've i've very much and what's cool is like it's all filmed by the contestants for the most part besides like some drones and helicopter shots uh so you know y- y- it's not you always wonder with like oh there's camera people there they're like giving them like nutrigrain bars off camera and stuff but usually when it's like they're filming it themselves it really does feel isolated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so sort of survivor man-esque but yeah that's what i watched everything that i watched and uh yeah your turn all right by the way screw that i like to eat and i'm not going to lose all my body weight and have to eat moose i would never be on a show Wait, like that you wouldn't want to eat moose I- i'm not gonna murder i moose mean steaks oh i just don't want to hurt a moose you know what dude it. i'm not gonna lie there were a few animal kills in there that really made me feel sad, and and one of them was the moose. It was mm. horrible. Like he shot this moose, and it took like ten hours for it to die. He just had to wait there while it like was laying in the pasture, like bleeding from its lungs. Why didn't he shoot it again? Because it was dangerous for him to walk up on it, because a moose could kill you pretty easy. So he had to basically hide in the woods and just wait for it to die. It was so sad, man. Like it, I never used to be like that, man. I used to. I used to watch, um, like nature shows on like discovery channel, like all the time of like gators eating like, you know, antelopes and stuff. And I just thought it was so cool. And like the, the blood and the, you know, guts and stuff never bothered me. It's like horrible now. I can't watch that stuff ever since I got a damn dog. It like ruined my, like it, it made me like weak to, animals dying like any of them like this dude shoots a squirrel and it was so sad he shoots a squirrel with a bow and arrow and it's like chirping and stuff and it's like, nee, 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 nee. and like it was so sad and then he cried later about it oh. oh and i felt his cries because i felt the same way yes it's it is. i i understand why people go vegetarian a little bit because it is very sad like i i hate the animals die but i love meat so it's like fuck that yeah i can't figure <laughs> out how to be a vegetarian like i just can't do it i don't think i don't think there's enough food i don't believe i don't believe them but yeah. um anyway so what i have watched um i guess i watched a good amount of things uh first up i watched the big ladikski um from 1998 aka the big lebowski um I watched this for Celluloid Dissections podcast that I do with Derek, of course, so you can check out our full in-depth review there. But, uh, you know, it is a comedy crime film, and 
it was weird because I watched it and then I was like, yeah, that was all right. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like laughing about it and enjoying the story afterwards. It was very weird. I've never really had that happen with a comedy where I think about the funnies afterwards and they're funnier for some reason. But so I enjoyed it. I'll say that. Um, then after that, I watched Silent Night. Oh, sorry. As part of my run through 91, I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 from 1991. And this kind of a second time watch. I like it. I don't think I paid any attention to this when I first watched it. Um, I have it on VHS, but it's on Tubi. So that's where I watched it because I didn't feel like watching the crappy VHS quality. Um, and I was surprised how much I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun and, um, just, uh, yeah, fun little movie. Um, I thought it was going to be stupid, but I really liked it. Obviously it has nothing to do with, uh, the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's pretty much its own little Christmas horror movie in it, in itself. And, um, I like it, you know, kind of a ridiculous concept with, you have like toys kind of, um, being booby-trapped in a way, or if that's what you want to, like, rigged up to essentially attack people. Um, kind of ridiculous, but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it could, it could possibly even make my top ten, but who knows? Who knows with 91? Um, then after that, uh, as part of my run through 91, I watched Ernest Scared Stupid. Um, JP obviously watched that as well, but... Yeah, this is a first time watch for me. I did not grow up with the Ernest films at all. I didn't even know what they were. Um, and I'm surprised, like, a lot of people apparently grew up with these movies, but I'd never even heard of them. So I guess shame on my parents for not showing them to me. But. Yeah, they were kind of a staple of the of the 90s, you know? I mean, some of them came out in the 80s, but, yeah. like, on video in the 90s, they were very popular. Um, especially, you know, it, and it was funny because, like, Dave even said, like, man, these movies just wouldn't be realistic today. Like, nobody would let all their kids hang out with, like, a 45-year-old, like like mentally handicapped person <laughs> yeah. alone every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I thought this was going to be like super stupid, which I mean, it kind of, you know, the earnest, the whole shit with him is a little goofy, but oh, I thought it's it was totally a, goofy. Yeah. It's very goofy. Um, just his voice and everything, the way he acts, everything about it's pretty goofy, but that's not, you know, that's not all you're focused on. You're focused on the story as well. Kind of like, you know, a little, troll type of scary kids horror movie um and i did enjoy it i thought it was a fun time it reminded me of like elongated goosebumps episode pretty much so i liked it um i agree with you i think um it's good as a kids horror movie uh this is something that would be fun to show kids especially around halloween it's if i ever have kids i'm showing them hellraiser at five i don't care oh yeah when i have kids or if i ever have kids i'm showing them friday the 13th halloween like all those slashers i that's what I was shown at that age, so I don't see why it's an issue, but yes. I don't know. Hellraiser might be a little much, though, buddy. <laughs> it is pretty hard. Even when I was a kid, <laughs> I remember being like, I don't think I should be like, watching this. Yeah, I don't think I was a lot. That was one like that was one I wasn't like shown as a kid or allowed to really watch, so no, we're not. Yeah, there's that, a lot not. of, like, especially the first one, there's so much, like, nudity and sex and yeah. stuff in it, but yeah, I remember watching it with, like, Shannon, my cousin, just being like, man, I don't think we should be watching this. 
Yeah, but I would definitely show my kids 80 slashers because I really don't, besides boob, boobies and whatnot, I don't think they're that bad. Anyway, um, as part of my run through for 91, I also watched The Addams Family. Run through 91. My run through 91. As part of my run through 91. Are you, well, I don't, I'll do what I want. Anyway, The Addams Family, um, I just recently picked this up on VHS and I didn't realize it was a 91 movie. Obviously, it's not really a horror movie, but Adam's family, they're, what's, how's the song go? They're, they're all together, kooky. The Adam's family. Da -da -da -da. Yeah, it's the best. They're creepy. Adam's yeah, so they're much spooky. better than the monsters. They're all together, um, no, I don't agree with that. Um, I love the monsters growing up. Um, thought they were funnier and I just like the, I like the whole, I don't know, the whole thing with the Munsters a little bit more, where the Adams family's just kind of weird. I just love the Munsters with the, how they had that niece who was beautiful, and they all thought she was weird and hideous, and that whole, I just, I, I like the whole gimmick, I guess, but Adams Family was okay, I watched that as well. Um, the Adams Family movies, uh, there's this one in Adams Family Values, and I believe there's actually even another one that came out in the later 90s that it had a different cast. Um, I'd only seen this movie I don't think before. so. I think it's just the two, right? No, I'm correct, because I looked it up the other day. It came out in 98. I think it's a... It might be a Christmas special or something stupid like that, but it, it didn't have a reoccur... It, it, it starred, um... I think Tim Curry... I don't. I want to say Tim Curry, but I think that's wrong. It starred, like, someone kind of popular as playing the dad, but... Either way, I've never seen it. Um, This sure? one, though... What? Are you sure? Yes, Google it. It was it, said, it, it was a movie. Yes, the Adams Family from 1998, and it's it, the only people who reprised the roles. It said was the person who played the hand, and the person who played Lurch. So, the rest of the family was completely recasted. <clears throat> hmm. Are you acting like you can't find it? I swear I'm to God. I'm looking for it. All right. Okay. I will talk about this real quick. Um. Yeah, the first movie, this is, of course, the one where um, Fester comes back to the family. Um, oh, yeah, been... Adam's Family Reunion. Okay, yeah. I forgot about that one. I've never, yeah, I've never seen, I didn't even know it existed. I was just curious the other night, seeing if there was other Adam's Family movies since that animated one, of course, came out. And then, you know, you have these two, but... Yeah, so this one, Fester comes back. He's been living in the Bermuda Triangle, and he returns to the family. They're all excited for his return. But then they start feeling like he might not be the Fester that they know and love, because he's kind of just seems put off by how they're acting, and they're thinking, like, wow, the Bermuda Triangle must have really changed you. And then they're just getting suspicious, and, uh, you know, you find out some stuff. So, uh, yeah, this movie's all right, you know. Um it's, I think it's pretty good um, as an Adams Family, I guess, adaptation or whatever you want, to, movie based on the TV series. Um, I think it's pretty good. I have always enjoyed the second one better where they go to the summer camp, Adams Family Values, but this one's all right. Um, I just don't enjoy the story as much. It had some decently funny parts. You know, there's like a part where um, the mom goes to the school and the teacher says she's concerned about Wednesday because she brought in this picture of um her great great grandmother being burned at the stake back in like the 1700s and the mom's just like oh that was her great great aunt whatever she was so fond of her and it, it's just that type of humor where this family's all screwed up I, I enjoy that but it's a it's a decent film um 
After that, as per my run-through of 91, um, I checked out whatever happened to Baby Jane. Um, or I guess it's also called Whatever Happened To, which that might explain why I couldn't find it on Letterboxd, because I was typing in Baby Jane, or Whatever Happened To Baby Jane fully. Um, yeah, this, of course, is a remake of a movie I've never seen before, so I can't really compare it to the original, um, but... You know, I know JP enjoyed it, and then people were kind of like, eh, the original is way better, which made me want to check out the original, because I enjoyed this movie too. Of course, this is about basically this elderly, uh, bed-bound woman. Um, she's, you know, older in a wheelchair and kind of dependent on her younger sister to take care of her. Um, she was famous back in the day, and her sister kind of was too, but now they're old and... Um, Forgettable, especially the sister, and the sister just has a lot of jealousy, so she essentially abuses um, the other sister. I think Blanche is the name of the, uh, you know, older sister. Um, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Very interesting film. Um, actually made me kind of sad, too, sometimes. I felt bad for uh, the older woman, because I just feel bad seeing an elderly lady get treated bad, and all that, but I thought it was a very interesting uh, plot, so I really dug that one. Um, so, besides Beetlejuice and the Goonies, that is it for what I've watched, as per my run through 91. That's it? Yes, that is it. Besides Beetlejuice and the Goonies. Oh, okay. So yeah, we saw the Goonies and Beetlejuice uh, at the drive-in um, as part of a double feature, which was pretty cool. Um, the Goonies is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I know it pretty well. Know a lot of the lines. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just like a per- it's like just an amazing adventure. Like it almost makes me want to damn cry. How awesome! Like how much like it makes me feel like a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like watching it. I'm just like, dude, this was like, it's like childhood imagination put on screen. Like you yes. wish that something like that would happen to you all the time and it's fun and the characters are great. You have the Fratellis, which are awesome sloth. It's so creative. It's such a unique movie and it's magical. The score is magical. The one eyed Willie and the pirate ship is magical. It's all magic. It's just magic put on screen. It's like just doused in magic. Yeah, it's pretty good. I feel like you're not giving it enough credit. I'd, I, I'm just indifferent on the Goonies. I've given it multiple goes, obviously, and I think it's good. I do see what you mean. Um, I didn't grow up on it, though, and I feel that's a problem with a lot of people who didn't grow up with it. They kind of have the same thing where they're not as nostalgic for it. But my mom also doesn't really care for the Goonies. And Remember that hot mom that was like when I was at the when we went and seen it at the movie theater? Oh, yeah. It was like, I was like, no, trust me, this is the best movie ever. And you're like... You're like, blah, 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 And then she's like, no, listen to him. Listen to him. It's the greatest movie ever. And I was like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happened a few times. Oh, that happened again. A similar thing happened when we went to see The Lodge and it got canceled and we had to see Parasite. I was like, I said something about Parasite and the guy's like, oh, it's subtitled. Yeah, but like, you're going to love it. Like, reminiscent where I just got owned. Like, yeah, he was like, this is my stranger. fourth time seeing it. Yeah, and... That, that just kind of reminds me of the Goonies incident, because I feel like anytime I open my mouth, a stranger has to interject and come at me sideways. Well, strangers respect me, and they like me. 
They, you know. Yeah, they... Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um... No, but The Goonies, I mean, it's a good movie. It is. Um, I just... I just don't connect with it as well as other it's just, people. It's just nonsense. Just nonsense. Like, I went on plenty of adventures in my youth, but I never really related to this adventure because I didn't want to go run into the Fratellis and almost get killed and experience actu- a dead body in a freezer and wow. have... I just didn't! Like, I wanted to go on... Fu- like, I, I did plenty... Like, believe me, me and my friends had good imagination and... Dude, I had probably a much better childhood than you. <laughs> Dude, we literally made a fort in my yard out of sticks, and we put, like, an old couch, which probably had, like, was infested with bugs. It's, like, gross that our parents let us do that. We put, like, a couch in it, and, like, a table, and it was gonna be our fort, and we were gonna live there forever, so I adventured. Mm-hmm. And we rode bikes. Yeah, uh, man, I just, like, I just love this movie to death. To death. Like, it is so good it's a 10 out of 10 it's perfect i would not change anything about it just love it so much and then we watched beetlejuice oh and by the way seeing the goonies on the big screen the at the drive-in was pretty cool like i have never seen it at the drive-in i saw it in the theater once mm. a couple years ago me and you went and seen it. it was really cool but like the drive-in's kind of a different experience and it was nice i i did enjoy that and then moving on to a film that none of us have me or you have never seen in the theater or drive-in so we did, you know, we ended up getting a second or third. Like, we haven't done many retro films this year. It's been our worst year for sure mm-hmm. because of the COVID. But it was nice getting one that we hadn't seen before, uh, which is Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice is such a cool f- film, man. It's, like, super unique. Tim Burton in his prime. It just is a movie that oozes uniqueness and creativity and all this interesting stuff about death that I didn't appreciate when I was a kid. I just liked Beetlejuice and like, you know, the goofy stuff in the movie. But in reality, it's, it's got like this cool little thing about death in it. This creative sort of afterlife that is unique to, you know, this movie and the concept of death in this movie is really cool and thought provoking um, and of course you got Winona Ryder as like a massive inspiration for all the nineties goth girls that came after. Um, it's funny cause I was talking to Robin about this and she was like, I loved Winona Ryder in that movie. Like I swear I like wanted to be like her, <laughs> which is fun. Cause I told you that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a first time watch for me actually. Um, this is one of those movies that I just put off for a long time because I thought the title was stupid. I always thought the cover was stupid. I was like, okay, who's this weird guy? I never even paid attention to the full poster art where you have like the other characters in there and he's sitting on a house. In my mind, I just picture Michael Keaton like dressed up all funky like that. So I never really... I had no idea what this film was about, honestly. I just assumed it's about Michael Keaton and the whole movie is going to be him running around doing weird stuff. But I was really surprised by this. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, It does obviously have a plot to it. Like, I had no idea it was going to be about death and about um, mainly that couple. And then, you you know, it's kind of supposed to be a haunted house type of ordeal. Um that isn't going too well. Uh, the whole concept is really unique. It reminds me of 
like a Dr. Seuss type of look, the whole movie. Um, it just reminds me of something you would see in The Grinch or something with the house and the world that they kind of create. Um, and I enjoyed it. There was a little bit cringe, I'm not going to lie, but it, it, it it's okay. I, I, I liked it. I would watch it again. Um, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it a 9 out of 10 too. It's uh, one that's definitely grown on me a lot over the years. Like, I've always liked it. Um, as a kid, I had it on VHS and I would just, I would watch it every once in a while. Um, but over the years, like I've really appreciated more, more stuff about it too. So yeah. All right. That's, uh, all of what we watched. Let's get into the featured review here, which is tape 2020, which is what I would describe as more of a drama than anything. Yeah. Drama thriller, kind of definitely more drama. Um, but yeah, tape, uh, this movie, it says, based on true events and set in New York City, Tape is the story of an aspiring actress who crosses paths with the darker side of the entertainment industry. So, um, and I looked it up because I was like, okay, based on true events, is it actual events? And then it turns out that the one of the actresses in this movie this whole story is based off of actually her so i thought okay because i was i was wondering that i I tried to look it up a little bit but i I gave up because i was like mostly finding reviews Mm -hmm. um so the story is based on the act um which actress the one that plays the one that's trying to stop it yes that one yeah and her name is anna rosa Anna rosa mud um and i just yeah i typed in like tape true events and then an article came up and then i typed in her name specifically and it said that she worked because i think she might be a purdue i don't know or maybe she's just an actress in this but she like helped the director with like pretty much gave the whole story to the director and then the director like made a movie out of it so that's a pretty interesting thing wait so wait which one is she is she the short-haired girl yes that's yeah Okay. Um, okay. So, the, okay. So the director of this film, from what I understand was a, uh, has made a couple of like, it's a female. She made a couple of me Too ask movies. I think from what I, I've read online, I haven't seen anything she's done. This is not a horror film. The subject matter is like, you know, horrifying, I guess. Um, it's a, it's a very interesting movie though. I, I actually probably like this more than you. I don't know, dude. I this was a really difficult one for me. It was, and even right now, I'm thinking, did I like that or did I not like that? Because there's stuff that I really enjoyed about it, and then there's stuff that was like a little cringe for me, but and also a little bit slow for me. So this well, is really hard. It, it, well, yeah. first of all, it's it's the instructional integrity integrity of this film is being slow. Like it is literally what the film is about. It's this, it's, it's showing you exactly how it happens, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't want to like cut away. Like it's, it's a long process. It's all, it take, took all day. Like the whole scene, you know what? (laughs) Okay. So it follows this girl who wants to be an actress and she, um, you know, auditions for stuff. It doesn't work out. The producer basically says, Hey, like, like you could be my protege. Like, I'll really help you. These are all like 
later in the film she tells her mom like all this stuff that he's worked on and it could be like a huge break for her and stuff meanwhile you have this other girl who's essentially trying to um she knows that this guy's up to no good and as we find out more about her we notice know that she's like involved somehow and you get the sense that you know based on the plot and the description and what you're seeing is this guy probably you know uses power um to you know have sex with girls young actresses and promise them bright futures and stuff like that um and it 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 kind of chronicles her she puts up hidden cams in his studio and like she's like watching it and recording it and stuff like that and then it has the lead actress who is um actually the girl who played the girl and the little girl in orphan looks strikingly the same yeah it's kind of creepy she's i looked it up she's actually the same age as me which i thought she was but yeah those damn freckles it's the freckles. yeah <laughs> and the hair like her hair never like yeah her whole face just never changed it's, it makes it very weird to watch because you picture her as being like 12 years old but i think she's fantastic in this movie she de- mm-hmm. delivers a very good performance um what what i think is so interesting about this movie what really sold it for me is that it is like the step-by-step exact way that this stuff happens you know what i mean it it shows you an example one of one of many examples of how this can happen to somebody and it's very believable it comes off like this is what these situations happen this is how they happen it 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 doesn't give you the cliff notes of the situation it shows you step by step the entire process of this guy grooming this girl for um his you know whatever he's gonna do to her like you know the the sex is one thing but there's kind of another thing brought up in the movie that's like you know um i don't want to spoil it but it's there's Mm -hmm. ulterior motives to what he's doing besides just the sex um and i think that it was like kind of brilliant in a way the way that it it tells that story and lets it unfold naturally and slowly. But at the same time, like, I don't know if it's, I, it was a little weird for me because at the same time, they, they make it such a point. Like they make a, such a point to say that she's willingly doing it on her own in which I'm kind of like, Okay, yeah, this guy shouldn't have used his like a- alleged power to sleep with this girl, but at the same time, like she really just just like she had every opportunity to say no, and she really didn't. So at that point, it kind of I'm like, he took advantage of you, yes, but like there's no rape or anything there for sure. Yeah, it's not um, definitely not a rape situation, but it's just a coercing thing, which the whole thing with it going slow is done well. Like I said, I thought it was it got a little bit too tedious to watch at times, um, but I understand why it's done because that whole scene, he's just kind of trying so hard to be like, hey, you know, this is all you. You can leave and go back to your normal life or we can do this and then we're good and, you know, you'll be my partner. And he's being all innocent and um, he's, like, giving her control of the situation, basically, or at least making her feel like she has the control. And 
I think he's just playing, he's so manipulative in his ways that, and that is kind of like, I don't know, that is like the gross thing about it is he manipulated her so bad to the point where she was okay with it and it's definitely not rape but it just shows how a man i don't even but that's where it comes like i don't know what that is like when i was growing up that was just somebody making poor life decisions like is that illegal i don't even know that's not i mean no i don't that yeah it's a screwed up thing it's just like, I still I, I wouldn't I don't think it could be considered a crime honestly. Like I know that as like like I think it's a little bit different when it's like at your job like if you use your power at your job to mm. you know coerce women into having sex with you like I think there's probably some kind of law against that. But when it's like these independent contractors and stuff like that I don't know if that's elite, like if there's any sort of laws against that. Like, I mean, you hear it all the time that like, you know, she slept her way to the top and stuff like that. But like, although it's uh, like, I frown upon it and I think it's wrong. I'm not necessarily. And I, I think the guy's probably like not the best person to do that. Probably a pretty bad guy, Mm -hmm. but I don't like, like, I don't know if I would, say that he shouldn't be able to do that or not like i don't know like she like in this movie they she clearly knows what she's doing she knows that she's sleeping with this guy for a chance at success and she processed it through the pros and cons and she decides to do it so like for me i don't know i don't know how i feel about that stuff you know what I mean? I don't think you should do it. I, I think that it's raw. It's like messed up and wrong that this guy has power over or, uh, alleged power over somebody. But at the same time, I still think it's her decision in this film and it's, it's her wrong decision. And it's, I'm not, you know, blaming her for doing it. Like I honestly, like I would maybe consider doing it, you know, if it was going to change my entire life, is it, you know, like, it, is it gross? Yeah, sure. But, like, I don't know if it's necessarily, it's still her decision. You know what I mean? It's, like, not this forceful thing. Yeah, it's, um... By the way, I'm saying, like, in her situation, like, mm-hmm. I would consider it as well. Like, I'm not blaming her. Like, if this guy changes her entire life, like he's saying he's going to, and she, like, she it's weird that it's how she even rationalizes it. Like where she's like, I've had sex with worse people. Why am I making a big deal out of this? Do you think like, do you think she knew she actually knew what she was doing where she was thinking this guy is just a scumbag? Or do you think she was actually convinced that he was only doing this to break her in? Yeah. Well, not for this, just to like be like, cause he's like, Oh, you know, young girls your age, they pretty much have to get naked and have sex on camera. Now that's how you make it in Hollywood. Do you think she like actually believed that? and was like, Oh, that's true. If she did, I think that it was really stupid. Um, I think that like, she was sort of, it was one of those situations where like deep down, she probably knew that it wasn't true that people actually have sex on camera. Um, but I think that she was like, kind of just like wanting to, side with whatever he was saying to make it easier on her own conscience Mm -hmm. um but i think that like there was a little bit of both in that maybe maybe she was like kind of like deep in the back of her head she was like well maybe it is true like nah, i don't know you know but i think deep down she knew that it wasn't Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's this whole thing. It's like kind of plays out weird in a way because I really don't know, man. I don't know. Is it? It, it, it is. It, I know that it's wrong. That's for one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's girls out there who will do this and and you know never it won't bother them ever. You know what I mean? Where they'll they're happy they they got to the top, you know, and and didn't regret making that decision at all. So it's very weird. It's should it, it should it exist? Absolutely not. Like th- there shouldn't be this sort of sexual like favor. You know, you scratch my back by giving me a blowjob, and I'll get you a role in the movie. Like that shouldn't exist. But I I'm not like there's a lot of things that shouldn't exist that that I still don't think are illegal. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's a very weird situation, man. I I don't even feel that comfortable talking about it because. It's, people could easily twist what you say and be like, yeah. "This guy supports this." I'm like, no, <laughs> you'll I be don't. the next. You'll be the next fake news article people are sharing around. Yeah, but um, no, dude. Honestly, though, you know, even as a woman, I can't. I pretty much agree with you. I mean, what about you know? We don't want to get into spoilers, but the outcome, the ulterior motive that you find out at the very end. Do you think that's is that illegal? Because or did she? Yeah, that's illegal allow that to happen by like i think i think that's illegal um i mean i think that it i think what she i think because she didn't know it makes it illegal yeah but i think that he would probably win in a like a court case because he had the video of her saying like i'm in sound mind and body like like he i'm pretty sure like what he's doing is illegal but he would Mm -hmm. have a strong case to make it you know whatever but I, I didn't actually like that aspect of it but if it's a true story i can't really complain because it's like well that actually happened or whatever but i just felt like it was a bit like i almost feel like it was a bit like cheesy that that's what he was really doing um which i don't know if that was part of the true story i think i i can't really say for sure i didn't read too much into it i just know this woman was like coerced into a lot of stuff but um i kind of did I don't know, I kind of dug it, because it kind of made... Because I agree with you where this whole thing, it's like the girl's choice, and I actually don't think that should be illegal. It makes a woman feel like crap, and sometimes it doesn't, but like in this girl's case, she she wasn't even really embarrassed by the end. She was like thrilled that she was like, I made it. So I don't think any of that should be illegal. I don't think it should be a thing, because it is manipulation, and in a way kind of becomes can become abuse after a while if it goes on for a long time. So I don't approve of it at all, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, when she finds out what he was doing and just like that, it's just that realization that she kind of got punked. I think it is. I think that's, what's really humiliating for her. So to me, it was effective for that. Yeah, I guess for that, but I kind of almost liked it just being like, this guy's just, because you always hear about like the sleazy people that just want to have sex with girls and then are going to give them opportunities in Hollywood Mm -hmm. um, or New York. And uh, I think that I almost prefer it to be a statement on just bad people. Like, and it is still that, but I mean, like, since like, like, I like, okay. I think if he was just doing this to have sex with her, it makes him look like really bad, but making it to where money's involved and stuff, it just makes him like, it makes it more like, 
I don't know, like just sleazy, regular bullshit that you hear about all the time. But like, I think it almost makes it more evil when it's like the Harvey Wine scenes where he just like is a disgusting pig and wants to have sex with all these women and promise them things. I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about where the, I guess I'm fine if it was part of the true story, but I don't know. It almost like cheapened it a little bit for me, like the message or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't really have that problem. I do see what you mean, but to me it just showed that he was a loser, basically. He was not a big-time producer or whatever. He was trying to make know, himself out to that, be. It but... almost makes the girl look even more dumb. Uh, and I it, yeah. I think the film is supposed to make her look like a victim, but like honestly, that just makes her look stupid. Yeah, but it's just... I don't know. The girl, you know, the beginning, he... He doesn't look like a sleazebag, and he's kind of the guy at the audition. So to me, it's like... And the girl, you see many scenes of her just bawling and saying... To, like, crying to her mom and wanting to make her mom proud and make all this money. Yes, and yes. So. that's why it makes sense that she would do this. But I'm yes. saying, like, it just makes her look dumb that... Like, I don't like that. It's just stupid to me. I don't know. I don't like it. All right. Fine. Um... No, like some of those scenes were probably the best scenes in the movie for me. My favorite scene in the entire film was when she went to go change into the robe in the bathroom and mm. she's in the mirror and she's like, she's fantasizing about thanking her mom in an acceptance speech for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. And it honestly kind of broke my heart a little bit, dude, because I'm just like, wow, like this girl just wants it so bad. Yeah. That she's, like, fantasizing about, like, winning, like, the most prestigious award, you know, that you can win or whatever, an Oscar. And it's just sad because so many people never get to do what they really want to. And so many people do anything for it and stuff. It's just it's just a sad situation. Hollywood, like, that whole, Hollywood is just such a cutthroat and you have to be so tough to be in that industry. And they talk about that a little bit in the film. Overall, mm-hmm. I really liked the movie. I just think that the message was weird. Like, I didn't know how to take it. Like, okay, this guy's bad. I agree. But, mm-hmm. like, am I supposed to think that he's, like, like, he's just a bad dude? Or am I supposed to think, like, he deserves to be arrested and thrown in jail? Because, like, I don't feel that way. You know what I mean? I don't, I didn't know what the, am I just supposed to think that he's, like, that's not a nice guy. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to think, you know? Especially, the, like, the very last scene I didn't really like because it was just super Me Too-ish and it was super... made him look like a straight-up rapist, which he doesn't... That's not what happens in the movie at the end of the day, so... You gotta be careful with those Me Too people, man, because, like, they'll say... Like, you'll say that and then they'll they'll, like, twist it and be like, no, this is, like... You know, this is a violation of rights and like all that. I'm like scared to talk to those people, dude. <laughs> I mean, no, I agree. Like, yeah, it's like these girls have been humiliated and they, I, I'm all for like attacking the guy and shooting him in the head, cutting off his penis and stuff like that. But I'm kind of with you. What? You're, you think this guy should be shot in the head? Kind of. Wow. No, I mean, like, if if that was me, I'm saying if I was one of those girls, yes, I would be really angry, but... But you would just... be angry, why? 
because he tricked you or because you yeah well yeah dude okay but that's what i'm saying that that's where the problem becomes with the film because it's like okay are we mad that this guy like do you see what i'm saying it's like it's okay to sleep with somebody for personal gain if they actually give you personal gain but it's bad if they weren't going to give you personal gain you see where that becomes conflicting yeah, I understand, dude. Like, so, it, like, if the movie's trying to say it's okay to sleep with somebody to get a big break in the film industry, but it's bad to sleep with somebody if they were lying to you about being able to give you that break. Because it almost is saying, like, it's cool if it all would have worked out for her. It's bad if it, if, you know, it did, it clearly didn't work out for her. You get what I'm saying? Yes, I get you what you're saying. You see where that, what, that was my, like, yes, it is a loop. issue with it. Yes, I get it now when you put it in those words, because, yeah, you're, yeah, if he's done this same thing to a bunch of girls and that's all he's done, then yes, it is for sure conflicting. And now I hate the movie. He's no, just like that's ruined not why it's it. conflicting that he done it to a bunch of girls. No, no, dude, I'm saying, no, I agree with you. You just misunderstood what I said just now, that's all. Okay, well... I'm saying, like, he's just... Uh, I can't give away the... I'm saying that that's all he's in it. He, that's what he's doing is just that, and that's why these girls are mad, as opposed to... I'm saying what you just said. Yeah, th- but I don't know if that's why they're mad. Like, I think that... Or are they mad that this person used their... Like, I mean, they can also be mad about that, but I'm just saying, would would it, would it they still be mad? Like, would the, this woman I don't think they be would going because... on a crusade of you know getting revenge on this person if it was just for being uh you know used and and sort of manipulated because yes. that seems to be a big problem in Hollywood that is being is part of the me too is people using their power to uh coerce girls into having sex or you know doing sexual favors and then promising them things and and sometimes delivering that they still seem to be that seems to be a big problem that people were fighting against so i'm sort of like okay what like is that what they're saying here too or are they just mad that you know it's 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 that's where i get really like conflicted with the movie yes i agree I agree. I feel that. Yeah, no, I think that the end, she would be fine if that wasn't the reveal. Because, you know, she's so pumped when he's like, he's like, yeah, you did it. You did the thing. And she's like, oh, really? Yes, this is it. And then, like, you know, everything kind of flips on her. And then it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm sad now. So, yes, I agree. I think that's well, I don't think you, you said you weren't for sure, but I 100% think it is a screwed up thing because she would have been happy at the end of the day if this ended just like right there and she got what she yeah, wanted. But, I mean, she'd be happy at the end of the day, but would she be happy at the end of the year or the end of the decade? I mean, if it depends on where her career went. No, I mean, like, but like that often when this happens to people, they feel bad about it over time. They don't feel bad. Like, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to do with if their career was a successful one or not, it has to do with the fact that they eventually feel cheap for doing what they did. I don't okay. feel like this movie really tackles that aspect of it at all. Well, yeah, because it, yeah, it's got a different 
wrap up, so you don't get to see. No, no, how I that... understand that. I'm just saying that, like, you know, it, it's not. I'm. It's not. It's con- It's conflicting, is what I'm saying. But I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Do you though? Yeah, I feel like it's annoying. I keep saying stuff, and you keep arguing with me when I'm a girl. Like I, I'm 100 with not, you. I'm, on I'm the not point. arguing. You're like coming back at me like with the same things that I'm saying. No, I know. I know that I it, like it doesn't take the saying. movie doesn't take place ten years from now. I know you know that. So I'm <laughs> saying like what I'm saying is. Ah, had it ended like the freaking way that you wish you want it to end like to where it would have made the guy look super scummy as you mentioned earlier then yeah like you could think like I wonder it could be like it doesn't matter if she was happy at the end or not she could have been super over the moon about it at the end and then the movie just end but then you could think in your head like okay this movie just displayed this and this girl probably will feel bad you can assume that in your head but I'm saying this movie just ends with um, that whole flip flop so you don't it just is a brick wall because you don't get that. It's just a completely different ending anyway. I just don't know if it matters if they feel bad or not. What? Yeah, like, I don't th- I don't necessarily know if it matters. If they, like, like I said, some girls are going to be, like, cool with it and, like, it won't bother them. Um, other girls, it's going to be devastating and something they think about for the rest of their life. But I don't think if that it matters necessarily if it's... I guess it comes down to if what he's doing is how level of wrong is it? I mean, we can all agree that I think it's wrong, but is it like a legal wrong? Is it like this person needs to be jailed wrong or is it like just this person's a bad person wrong? I think it's just this person is a bad person wrong unless he starts doing, you know, worse stuff than that and like escalates it and turns it into physical abuse or just threatening abuse and stuff like that. But if yeah, he's just coercing none of it. Yeah, if it's just simple manipulation to where if I was in that situation, like I would know right away what that guy's was trying to do and I'd be like, Okay, and um pers- like me personally, that stuff grosses me out, so I would probably have to say no thanks, walk away, even though I would be really sad that I thought I had an opportunity and then it turned out to be a scumbag. But um, yeah, I guess it also depends on like how much you want that opportunity. Right. Like if it's yeah. like, like you don't really want to be an actress that much. So, you know, if you had the situation happen to you, you know, obviously it would be different, but if it's something that you wanted more than anything. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's hard and- to say. Finally, and I, I'll probably put a spoiler warning on this because I think we did like spoil a little bit. Um, at the at the um, it also with this movie, I think that the music was really good and that it was shot fairly interesting. It had like this washed out sort of almost like lo-fi look to it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like some of that because um the whole thing where it was kind of zooming in and out of people, which is because you're trying to see it from the view of that girl with the camera oh, I didn't on really her. like that very much. Oh, that's not what you're talking. I was, that's what no. I was going to say. I didn't like that at all. And I thought no, that I was going to be about, upset if the whole movie was shot like that, but it I'm, wasn't. I'm talking about just like the regular shots, like at the beginning of the movie where they're like walking down the street and stuff. And it's like kind of this lo-fi look. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the, yeah, the actual shooting of the film is good, but I did not care for that whole camera thing even though it is 
It's interesting because it's supposed to be, like I said, her point of view, almost found footage-esque where this girl just has like crappy cameras going in and out of focus on her body and that's how she's sort of filming the world. But um, the way the actual, just when you see the film itself, I think it's shot pretty well as well. Yeah. Um, so... Let me see here. What? Right. Uh, okay, so we're going to do the um, letterboxed reviews. So uh trying to find a good one and a bad one here i always forget to pull these up you never remind me i forget about them myself because you suck no you suck letterbox i even read some of the reviews the other night and i was like this is what my buddy shall read on the podcast (laughs) and now we don't have them all right um here's a good one all right uh Four and a half out of five, so really high. It's from IBA Belly, and IBA Belly's favorite movies are. They don't have a list of their favorite movies, but oh. what they've watched this year. Um, Up, Bad News Bears, Mommy, and Tape. <laughs> Uh, so they say tape is a must see really takes you inside what truly happens behind closed doors in and his coercion happens it's not a harvey issue and it's not every perpetrator is a huge success some are just skilled manipulators who get by for years unknown and unscathed this is based off a true story read the new york times watch Watch it, this person's punctuation is worse than mine. Watch it is unsettling and dark and true. Um, You know what? Like, I mean, that person said that it's like more about just the manipulation and stuff like that. And I agree. Mm -hmm. I don't, I just don't know if it's illegal to manipulate somebody. I guess in certain cases, cases it is, but, um, all right. This person, um, screen Queens, uh, reviewed this one and screen queens favorite films are revenge bell mandolines something the watermelon woman i don't know they don't see i don't, I don't really know what this stuff is uh, their bio scream queens is a young woman in lgbtq plus led film site okay so they're they're lgbtq which, uh, anyway, so, um, typically pretty progressive people. So I would expect them to give this a positive review maybe, but unfortunately they actually gave it a negative review. One star, uh, overall tape is uncomfortably dour. Although it deals with a serious subject, the washed out visuals, strange and distinct, dis, dis, distanced, distanced. (laughs) characterization of rosa and lo-fi filming which i actually liked make for an unpleasant viewing experience one that should have been left more authentic and gracefully handled considering the filmmaker's own experience that the film is based on i don't really know what their negative was that they didn't like the way it was filmed yeah i guess so yeah um so yeah that's 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 uh that's it let's go into our ratings go ahead 
All right. Yeah, I had trouble figuring out what to rate this one, but um, upon talking about it, uh, I find that I like this, for the most part, a good bit. Um, Very sort of unique film in the way it's shot and the way um, the stuff is handled. Like you said, it's rather realistic. So um, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Really? Yes. That shocks me because I thought you liked it less than me. But turns I out I, I like it I less than you. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I'm coming in at a seven and a half out of ten. And although I really liked the movie and I thought that like the long process was kind of brilliant, honestly, me talking about the movie a little bit made me realize that I had a little bit more problems with it than I thought. So I uh, dropped my original rating from an eight down to a 7.5. So we had the opposite effect, basically. Yes. Because I pretty much went up on it by talking about it even though i did agree with your issues but i still enjoyed it right yes all right so i guess that is it we will uh, i guess talk to you guys next week with another episode i hope you guys enjoyed and uh peace out peace i feel like 